0: Hey guys, this is Jason with JW Equity Partners. I am accompanied today with Adam Zock, a civil engineer turned founder of a real estate company. Um, Adam went to school to get his master's in engineering, which is starting to become a trend I see in some of my friends in the area that have gotten into real estate. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that today. But I also, I want to talk about the company you founded, Set Your Rent. Yeah. Um, So this is a company that buys houses for people who want to rent or aren't ready to buy. Um, We'll get into that a bit today and uh, how that's going. And uh, I'm really curious to see how you've made that work and kind of the inner workings are. It's really creative. Um, First off, Adam, what, Tell me a little bit about your background, I guess. You're a civil engineer, currently by day, Yep. and then you do this real estate thing on the side. Yep. What what, what attracted you to get into real estate when you're already working a full-time gig? I think a lot of engineers learn to invest in themselves
1: early, maybe not to the same fashion that a lot of people do, but it's, I'm gonna invest in a college education so that I can get a good job. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of step one that a lot of engineers will go through. After that, you're like, okay, I got the good job. What's next? And then it's like, okay, well, you know, so there's family, there's other stuff, but from a financial perspective, it's like, it's usually okay. I'll maybe go to my 401k. You know, think about planning for the future. You're already, you know, giving up a little bit so that you can reap some rewards in the future. So then the 401k is kind of the next thing. So then people start doing that. And then the third phase is usually, well, I can't touch that until I'm 59 and a half. So what right. am I going to do? beforehand. And that's where people usually start gambling or getting into stocks or starting their own business or getting into real estate. How can I accelerate the process, right? How can I get there quicker? And so some people jump all the way from step one to three in my, you know, step process. But for me, that's how it went where it was, gotta get the job. Then it was the 401k. And then it was like, Oh, wait a second, I might want to do something more than when I'm just 60, you know, before that. so it's like, okay, what Avenue can do that?
0: Who would, who would want to live a life before they turn 60? right? (laughs) Right? So it's, yeah, I, I totally understand that. So you're doing the engineering, you're, uh, your income's good, you're saving up in a 401k, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're still limited, right? You're, you have to wait until you're 60 years old before you can go on travel and spend quality time with your kids who are then having, probably starting families of their own.
1: Yep. I saw I a nice little graph and it's maybe it's because the engineer me that I like graphs and it was, <laughs> so now I have a two year old and a two month old we're three month old now at, at home and it's the amount of time that your kids want to spend with you starts up super high and at the end it slowly goes down yeah right and then uh at the beginning of a dad's life it's like oh my god i just need a break right this kid always wants my attention and it's like 24 7 to then you cross at about the age 13 or when they turn a teenager but then at the end of it you're like man i really wish my, my kids would call you know so There's we should all call our mom out
0: there about that yeah. Yeah. How, you know, we spend time with our families. What was it? 90% of the time we get with our parents is going to be between the ages up to age 18. Hmm. That's 90% of the time you get with your, your parents. Yeah. And then that's your kids too. That's 90% of their time with you is going to be from zero to 18. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you're, 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 you make a really good point of, yeah, if you don't do it till you're on this way other end, it's, kids are off in different places or they have their own family and the time you wish you had spent with them. So that's why, you know, I don't, I try not to subscribe to just, well, I won't see them for five years, but then I can, you know, spend a lot more time with them. It's how can I do both at the same time by being smart. So still being present.
0: That's great. So it was more about the time with your loved ones and your family. How can you make more of that earlier on in your life? Yep. Not so much the, I want the fancy cars and the mansion on the beach or is that part of it too
1: yeah so that's probably like the initial impetus of it because when i was 25 i didn't, i just wanted to extract as much fun out of life as mm-hmm. i possibly could you know there wasn't much beyond the world of adam yeah. and so you know with that pretty small mindset it was at least enough for me to get fired up about something and then it's usually life events that change it so getting married having kids then you start okay well you know now it's not just about me then you start kind of peeling back to the next layer so i'm still pretty naive in a lot of things, but I feel like I'm at least
0: making progress towards- (laughs) towards, Your uh, priorities changed a lot in the last five, 10 years. That's right. So why do you think engineers in particular, um, you know, are kind of, what is it? I, you know, I think, when I think of engineers, I think really analytical, detail-oriented, good with numbers. Is that the same skill set that you're bringing to the real estate business? Is that what you've found as your strength? In this business, or is it something else?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think we're ROI people. What's what's my return on investment? If I if I invest in myself, and I get a college education, does that mean I get a good job for whatever? So, it, I think engineers really look at ROI. You know, it's is it six percent or seven or nine or twelve? And because of that, then you 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 get the idea of looking through all of your analytical spreadsheets, and we like analyzing properties. Like I don't know how many engineers will probably analyze a thousand properties but maybe not make offers on very many of them. We just really like to take a situation and just analyze it to try and figure out, see if we can solve it, almost like a
0: problem. Right, so that you could be held back by that analysis, mm-hmm. analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. And so I think the same thing goes for people in stocks where they try to like, you know, doing a day
1: trading or other things. So I, I went down that road a little bit and I was like, then I read a couple books where it was, you know, unless you're really, really good at it, it you're better just Putting money in, letting it do dollar cost averaging, and then just yep. get out of it. Whereas with real estate, I have a little bit more control over it. Yeah, even I think though that you
0: still Warren Buffett's advice to stock investors: if you're going to invest in stocks, just put in an index fund because mm-hmm. you're never going to have that inside knowledge like the the big fish. Yeah, yeah. So
1: that ROI turned into more of a RO. Somebody coined it ROTI, like return on time invested. So like you're stocks like you could be really smart do all that and if you just barely beat you know the index fund how much time did you spend into it and then did you just pay yourself three dollars
0: an hour for I all of that. that work i would love that return on time invested so i think that's such an important metric for everybody mm-hmm. um, and i said this in my in the last interview we did with uh kyle reedstrom he's also mm. an engineering background yep and um you know, we only get 24 hours in every day. The amount of income you can generate or revenue you can generate in a given day is limitless. Um, obviously, it takes time yep. for most of us to build up a business model that can generate that revenue, but there's not a cap on it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas yep. we're, we're going around, the, uh, the the earth is spinning just once <laughs> yep. once a day, and you've only had so many turns, spins around.
1: Yep. Yeah, so I think, engineers professionals like whether they're doctors or dentists they realize that they have yeah, they have a dollar per hour mm-hmm. and they only get paid when they do that so i think um, as part of the roi it's maybe the passive income thing that's a little bit attractive i know right. that's kind of a, a buzzword but it is nice to be able to just some some days it's, yeah a lot of time but there's other months or days where it's just i didn't do anything and i got you know paid
0: and that's just a was another concept that really fueled the idea too okay so that was that's what brought you to this industry, real estate in general. Yep. Um, you saw better ROI than some of your investments in the stock market, um, a sense of more control. Um, tell me how you, you came up, or, or let's talk about Set Your Rent. Sure. This, this business model where you are actually going and buying houses that people pick out on their own, yep. you're buying houses for these people. And then renting it back to them. Yep. That's the simplistic view. Yep. What, does what kind of the, uh, the back end look like? How, how does that process start and sure. take us from the start to the end of, of that process sure. when you get somebody into that home?
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So there was a lot of impetus to how we came up with this idea. But the idea then, you know, we did real estate investment before, made some mistakes, did all that stuff. So we're like, hey, how do we get into this? So with the true set your rent model with me and a business partner that created, the idea was, you know, get somebody into a home so that I know that the income is guaranteed. Because that was the biggest thing. We didn't let them buy a property and I know that there's value add and all those things. But as soon as they find us on the website or an agent or somebody refers it to us, we send them like, here's the nine step process of how we work we answer any questions that they have in addition to like what is rent to own, like a lease option versus contract for and deed. And how do people find you? How, how have they been finding you? Mostly? So we do a little bit of marketing. A lot of it's been word of mouth. Really? On people just, you know, and then as we're learning, since this is only with, you know, less than a year old, learning about Google and how, you know, having a business page and getting reviews and how people now can just search Set Your Rent and find us, you know, it was never that way. It's just, we had to copy a link, send it to somebody and nobody could really organically find us. And then through a mutual friend, Joey, you know, he started bolstering us up and getting us a little bit smart with Google Ads or Facebook, where we've just started to do that recently to let people know, because the toughest part is-
0: Is that driving a lot more interest now, have you seen?
1: It's recently, over the last couple of months, it's tough because the just the general housing cyclical of when people want to move. Sure, we're plus, going
0: into winter now.
1: Yep, plus we don't have a whole lot to benchmark it against, so it's- we're we're new. We're nimble. We're just trying a bunch of stuff, and really, it's we just want people to know that that's an option because a lot of times people see it and they're just like, I had no idea that
0: was a thing. Okay, so what kind of people are coming to you? I mean, what attracts them to renting, picking out a house that they can rent? Sure. Yeah. Why number buy it on their
1: own. Yeah. Number one, we say is if you are able to get a bank loan, like you don't need to set your rent. If you can get a bank loan, that is by far your best option because they're going to have the lowest interest rate. Yes, there's some federal regulations and things that you have to go to, but overall, that's your best option. So number one, we usually just say, can you do this? And if they can, we just say, here's three banks that we work with. That would be great. Secondly, if they can't do that, there's usually two categories. One is their credit score isn't where they want it to be. They, you know, so they're interested in more of a, rent to own program where they don't fit into whatever, I, I call it a box from the banks because they're a lot more regulated than an investor is. Sure. You know, Because we're engineers and we have a really high credit score, the bank sees us as very lendable. Whereas somebody else, they might just say, you know what, I don't really wanna take a chance on this person, even if they are a really good person or they make money if they're 2018 taxes or whatever taxes don't say that they made that, or there's something else that gives a derogatory mark, the bank will just say, sorry. And then it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna go rent again. So that's kind of bucket number one. Bucket number two is entrepreneurs who they make money, but according to the, their taxes, it maybe doesn't look that way, or their taxes haven't came out yet. For you know, we're here at the quarter four of 2019, and they're like, oh, I'm looking at buying a property. And they're like, okay, well, send me your taxes. And like, well, I just started up this business, right? And they're like, well, oh, sure. I don't see, you know, bank doesn't see that as income. Most banks don't see that as income, right? They're like. You have to be, you know, sustainable for a couple years, mm-hmm. whereas we look at it and we have a little bit more flexibility and be like, okay, I either yeah. personally know
0: this person or... I, I recently became an agent, uh, a commercial broker, and I'm in a similar situation where for the next two years, um, I don't, I, I can't, the bank won't approve me to purchase a home just because I now am uh, a sole proprietor. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's not, I don't have uh, an income history as a sole yep. proprietor. Uh, banks really favor the W-2. It doesn't matter yep. if you're making a million dollars a year. That's right. Um, which is interesting, but yep. I guess there, there are federal mm-hmm. regulations yep. that they have to follow. And so then usually it's, if you can't get a bank, which is, you
1: know, those have been the two buckets that have found us the most. It's, they, they did something in the past where they, you know, weren't too proud of, but they're trying to, you know, right the ship or was something when they were 17 and they took out 18 credit cards and then they just shot their credit and they didn't realize, you know, what it was gonna to do to them long-term Shot sure. got into some bad debt. And then second, you know, so for any of these individuals, for them to get it, we usually hook them up like locally here. It's called the Village um, Credit Counseling. Okay. Which is different than credit repair. Credit repair can be for profit, which I'm not advocating against, but I would recommend going to a nonprofit where we say, here's we're not affiliated to them at all, but these are nonprofit consultants that just help people get on a budget, understand their credit, and can help them repair their credit, so that in the event they do you know, rent a home from us, but they ultimately wanna own that home with a bank, we hook them up with the counseling services, the credit counseling services, and say, you know over the next one to five years, here's your plan, so that within that one to five years, this home that you're now renting on that You get credits for, you can eventually then refinance with the bank to lower your payments. But then you weren't
0: renting and just throwing your money away. That's incredible. So, you're really helping people out with this, too. You're helping, you're, you're providing resources for them to repair their credit. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of you have an aligned goal they want to buy the house, and you want them to buy the house yep. at the end of the contract. That's right. What is the contract that you put? In, what, what's the agreement that you sure. put in place with these folks? Uh, it's, it's two different
1: options. One, so we, we usually have it all encompassing and just call it rent to own. The first set your rent we did as just a pure rental where we just had some college kids pick out a house that they liked and we just said, here's your rent and they said, great. So then we just bought the house and they rented it. It's somewhat evolved from that to now being more of a rent to own program because that's where we've seen the biggest need. And you know, from both sides it has the greatest impact plus the potential, you know, for investors too, you know, has some profit built into it as well. Yeah, well,
0: since you brought up, what what are the options, you know, so you're not doing this all with your own capital. You're, Correct. You have investors that are helping you purchase these homes and then they get a portion of the returns or what are the options as an investor sure. with your company?
1: So to answer that directly, it's it's newer model, but we usually ask everybody as an investor, are you an A, B, or C investor? A being I'm super active, we'll just, you know, connect the tenant buyers or the people I want to rent to own and the purchase agreement that we have on this property, and we'll just assign those both to you as the investor. And a an A investor is somebody savvy enough to just be like, okay, I understand how rent to own works, I understand how a purchase agreement works, I understand how I'm just getting assigned, and I'm gonna take this and I'm just gonna run with it. We take a fee for that and then we're just out of the equation and the investor and the tenant buyer basically just we just play matchmaker option c so i'll skip b for a second is if somebody just wants to invest and they don't want to go to the stock market we just say we'll give you 10 percent roi guaranteed which wow that's you know, a pretty good deal yep until you know and then we usually have depending on how how much and how long you want to keep it in there there's a little bit of how long your money you know stays into it so it's not just like oh here's ten thousand dollars just kidding i want it back and you know because we're right. having these as equity in the properties there's a little bit of a cash flow consideration so that's kind of c
0: but where else can you get 10 percent, you know virtually guaranteed like that uh not many that i know of <laughs> you know that's that's one of the benefits that i've been trying to uh, you, know, you know i persuade uh folks that are just looking at real estate for the first time it's like there are much better returns to be made in some of these private investments Mm and working with small companies, uh, such as Set Your Rent, rather than going into the stock market. Yeah. Um, And it is, I mean,
1: unless somebody actually knows us, mm -hmm. you know, it would be really tough, you know, for us to say, hey, you know, send us a check or PayPal or whatever, like, oh, there's just these guys, because, you know, it's probably like, oh, business could go down and, you know, you could lose it. Whereas there's a little bit more security in a online,
0: you know, Kind of bigger corporation, it's just that you're then your returns. Well, and also the liquidity. Yep. So you know you're gonna you're gonna ask that folks keep their their funds in place for a, a year yep. or more. Yep. I, usually a minimum of a year. And you know in the stock market you can do day trading. Mm-hmm. But um. And then if I
1: could, one thing, just jumping back to then B. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So A C B is usually a partnership where we stay in and set your rent and we basically manage everything but we have outside investors that then are part of the risk and reward just using our expertise of having done this before on how to handle contract for deeds, how to do taxes, how to set up and manage, you know, this thing so that you manage both sides of the equation on getting the contract for deed. If it happens to be filed with the county or other miscellaneous regulations Can that you, you have just to go to. you do that on a
0: fee-based yep. uh, platform that, that you don't then look for any of the returns on the rent? Yeah. So it's,
1: it's twofold, depending on kind of where you're at on that level B. There's maybe like a B1, B2, B3, but there's usually like an initial setup fee, and then we only take part of the profit if it's above a certain ROI. Wow. So we don't make money in option B unless the investor is making money. If the investor's not making money, we feel that there's no reason why we should make money. So there's just an initial wow. cost to That's do really us. That's
0: really customizable then. That's the idea. The, yeah, whatever of investor really wants, you have a whole a la carte of uh, options for them. Kind of depending on their situation. Um, Now, what do you think is, do most of the people you think, do you believe that they are going to improve their credit to the point where they can refinance and purchase the home? Yeah, there's a, you know, there's kind of a minimum criteria that we look at
1: and there's a lot of people, or there's some people that we just say now is, probably not the time, maybe come back in a year where you have some time. The idea is, you know, we don't want them to have a, you know, rent to income ratio of like 50%. We usually stay at a certain like 33%, like their mortgage payment can't exceed that 33%. So you're doing some
0: pretty hefty, pre-screening with most of these folks too. Yeah,
1: it's usually background, criminal, you know, income verification, everything that a bank would typically do, it's just that we then, I don't wanna say apply common sense, but we look at it and we say, okay, A lot of these that the banks don't see as, they see as risky, so then proportionally we look at it as a risk reward relationship as well and say, is this person, you know, that except for just instead of staying within the bank's box, our boxes or circle or however you want to frame it is just a lot larger where we can, if at any point we just say, yep, we want to take a chance on these people, you know, there's nobody saying that we can't through any federal regulation standpoint, just
0: because we're investors. Very good. What if the investor or the, the renter mm-hmm. uh, defaults on, or doesn't make their rent payments for a number of months, you have to go into evicting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens to the home then? Sure, so And, we, we, and all the payments that the, the renter has made, mm-hmm. are those considered equity that they have in the property? So we, we skipped over a little bit, but there was two types. There was
1: a lease with an option to buy which is basically a rental with the exclusive right that the investor can't sell to anybody but this person. So they have the exclusive right to buy it as a lease option. The other one being a true contract for deed. This is almost like we have a lien on the bank and I'm using the table here as my metaphors. On this one, we just act like a bank. So if you don't make the mortgage payments, yes, we can give you a little bit of leeway, but eventually, you know, if you're upside down or we have to, we would foreclose, take back, the, the house and so whether what depending on what state you're in there's certain regulations to follow that way which is in this situation there's a higher down payment requirement because they essentially own the home in every way just like you know the average american owns their home with a loan from the bank on the lease option it truly is you know and this is where it gets a little bit gray on is it a rental or is it a purchase and so with a rent to own, it's usually handled more like a rental where if they don't make their payment, you know, you can evict them and that window is, you know, maybe three weeks and this window could be, you know, six months in North Dakota or maybe three months in Minnesota Okay. for those different terminologies. But ultimately the goal is, yeah, we obviously don't want to ever have to do that, uh, which is why we try to set them up with kind of the outside you know, credit counseling to just to make sure if we do our background check, we realize that, you know, yeah, maybe one out of every hundred of do to make sure that doesn't you know, happen, but you know, it is inherently more, I would say riskier than, a, you know, a person like me who's an engineer that's getting a bank loan, mm-hmm. you know, and because you know, we have near perfect credit scores, the bank sees us as very lendable. Whereas somebody else, they could be even in a better financial position be a better person than me, but the bank, because of reasons X, Y, or Z, you know, won't lend to them. And those are the, mostly the people that we want to help. There's some people like, hey, can I live on this million dollar property and I'll give you $10 down and I want $100 a month. Okay, well. (laughs) That'd be a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, If you can, if you can get that, I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) So there's kind of, you know, there's people that want it, but then there's people that are truly, you know, fit for it that are just happen to be you know, just needing a one or two year bridge loan that they just don't want to rent, but they found a house that they like. And by living in it, you can then, you know, if it's a contract for deed, you're paying off some of the principal and you're living in the house. So if it happens to be appreciating, like North Dakota typically does, then you get to reap the benefits of that. Yeah, and I've home seen so many, model. This,
0: is, this is great. It's like, it's another option for people that, you know, just can't get financing through a bank. And I, and I bet, there's a lot of people that don't realize there's options like this available. Um, what's your track record so far? Have you guys, uh, you've done a few of these deals already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're a fairly new business, started in the last year, Yep. but um, how's it been going? Sure.
1: Yeah, so we, w- I've bought my first property in 2012, just personally, and then we've had real estate investment. Other properties that we started in a different LLC is about 2017, so we've had some track record personally between me and my business partner and then through another real estate company before we then opened up set your rent. So using a lot of the fact that we understood how rentals and real estate worked, that's what we leveraged into the set your rent on how this went. So then we started this January. Luckily the state of North Dakota has been extremely generous to us by giving us funding to help launch the website because they like the idea of what we're doing. So there was the innovate ND grant that set your rent applied and received to help build the website, market this, to you know, let more people know about this. Oh, wow. Which really helped as a catalyst to get this out. Yeah, North Dakota's got some great incentives for, for starting businesses. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, without them, without SCORE, you know, just some, some free kind of advice, we, we would have been probably stuck in the engineer analysis by paralysis. We thought this was a good idea. We were kind of sitting there and then we started looking out, well, who can help us and who's done this? And although there's people doing this maybe on the East Coast in Florida, there's not a whole lot of people doing this here, at least buying homes for people that want to rent and especially pairing them up with investors. That idea is very, very fresh or unique. I remember us spending some pretty late nights trying to Google and find people that are doing this and not coming up with a lot of success. So that's where we've like, okay, there's, if there's a need, there's not a whole lot of people doing it let's jump on this, and then when the state kicked in some funding, and we actually got the website, and then we've done, I think, so we opened up in 2019, we did our first one in April, and then yesterday we just closed on our fourth, and then Monday we'll close on our fifth. Wow.
0: It sounds like it's picking up speed. It is. And what are you seeing for investors? Uh, are you are you hitting the returns that, that they expect? Yep, so far. And it's,
1: it's really, you know, usually in that, in this early phase, our goal is to get on the tenant buyer side. We want ten people that are extremely raving fans of Seturent. Even if we ourselves don't make a whole lot of money on it, it's more of a proof of concept that this works, we can help people, we can get them into the home, they're able to refinance. And we really just wanna ensure that we're helping people. If we happen to make money, that's still our model. But at least to start this off, we wanna make sure. That we're answering every phone call, email to the nth degree and making sure that they're taken care of. Same thing on the investor side. We usually give people an out that after the first year, for whatever reason, if the asset goes south, you can just get your money back. Wow, like a one-year guarantee? Yeah. That's incredible. And so, you know, from usually we have minimum, you know, investment amounts, but it's like, hey, the whole property went south. We don't want the first investor relationships in set your rent to be like, oh you know, this first one went, so we're willing to absorb any of that. But after a year, then we usually say, okay, well now you've seen it, you understand it. Our equity is tied up into the property, either through Set Your Rent or through our other real estate holding companies or other investors. And so there's just then the decision of, do you want in or do you want out? Uh, like as far as an equity position into it okay, and, and getting that ROI back. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. That's that's a really great model, and seems like you guys right now in the up in, in the in the beginning stages of building this thing, you're being pretty generous with uh, accommodating both your your clients who are getting into the homes and the investors who mm-hmm. are actually putting the funds in place. Um, where, where where do you plan to take this in the in the next coming in the coming years here? Uh, do you have any big goals uh, to expand geography or do you have uh, ideas for the amount that um, you want to raise or the number of transactions you want to do or is it kind of just fluid at this point? Our, uh, our initial goal was to do
1: two properties a year. And so realizing- have done five? You're yeah. coming up on five? Coming up on five and, and, <laughs> and some more in the work. So we've, we've far surpassed our initial goal of what we thought this could be. And with me being a very high optimist, you know, I'm like, oh, we're- Easily we'll franchise this thing and we'll go out, you know, to the entire United States in like 2021. <laughs> and then of course there's what can actually happen. And so that's where it's start small and the whole kind of matchmaking piece of the investor side that formed what is now like truly set your rent is there was more people asking us to buy houses for them than what we ourselves could physically buy. And so instead of turning them down and just saying no, we just said, well, there's gotta be other investors like us that are looking for a certain ROI. And so instead of saying no, we just said, are there any investors out there that want to take this? Because if we had more capital, we absolutely would, but there's only, you know, you can only put 20% down on a commercial property so many times before you just run out of funds in a 12 month period. And so that's where we started doing that. So the idea being if we can really prove this and we've you know, gotten the legal, gotten all of our structure,
0: everybody's happy. I think that's that's just incredible. You know, you guys could have easily said, "Oh, we ran out of money. That's all we can do. That's our limiting factor." But instead, you turned around and said, "Okay, this is stopping us from growing. Mm-hmm. How do we fix that? How can we share this with other people and offer them a cut of the the pie?" Mm-hmm. And you've solved that with bringing in the investors. I yep. think that's. I mean, that's that's as a business owner, that's how you have to scale. Yep. I mean.
1: Yeah, so the, yeah, this whole idea that we're talking about here was definitely a, you know, it was an idea, and yet, like you said, it, it's just slowly been evolving, and as entrepreneurs, that's that's what we love doing, is you always learn, okay, we did this wrong, we did this well, we need to redo this, we need to do that, so it just, it's constantly changing, but right now, that's our current snapshot of
0: who we wanna serve, how we wanna do it, and where we're gonna awesome. go. So, you know, moving on to, like, general, um investment tips for folks that have maybe never gone into a private investment mm. or a real estate investment. They've heard real estate. It's a good place to put money. But I mean, I remember when I got started in real estate investing, I didn't really understand what it meant. Um, you know, you can go and you can buy into a REIT, yeah. a publicly traded REIT, a real estate investment trust. Or you can, uh, you know, I know people who flip houses. You're, you're buying a, an asset and improving it or you're buying an asset and renting it out. Um, what I really like and what I've been turning more people that are just getting interested in the industry um, or want to learn more, instead of going out you know, and cutting your teeth on a big renovation project and making the mistakes that cost tens, of thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. is there anybody that you can partner with? Yep. Um, or get into uh, you know, uh, a passive role in someone else's real estate investment. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, what you're doing is isn't flipping, okay. but there's still a lot in place when you have to talk about all the marketing you're doing. You're screening mm-hmm. these folks. Uh, you're putting the agreements in place. Um, you're putting property management in place. So I'd say that's it's not passive by any means, but it's not the the hand as hands-on as flipping yep. can be. Um, what would you recommend to folks that are just getting started? I mean, on that scale of active versus passive, what are your thoughts and feelings there? We talked yep. a little bit already about ROTI, yep, return on time invested. So we're just curious what, what your mentality is on. Sure.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's a good question. My my initial thought is try to leverage your existing asset. And usually it's people have time or they have money, but they don't usually have both. And so if you have a lot of time on your hands but you don't have any capital to invest, that's where you start, you know, whether that's maybe wholesaling or you're trying to partner with somebody that has the cash but that you're going to, you know, live into it or you know, if you don't have a whole lot down my favorite is the house hack where you buy a property live into it that's what i did with my first property in 2012 and was probably the single best financial decision i've ever made where you live rent free for four years plus the property is appreciating and you're paying down the loan yeah. and getting cash flow like that single point of a house hack is if somebody's starting from ground zero it's probably a really good
0: first step if you're young and you even if you're married, sometimes yep. it'll work. But house hacking definitely, I mean, you can, you can earn money while you live yep. in a multi a small multifamily. Four units or less yep. is what the banks are going are gonna to look for. Yep. So if,
1: yeah, if you have a lot of time, you know, and, and there's, there's a lot of, you know, that usually wasn't my strong suit. I didn't have a whole lot of time being a engineer. You maybe had, you know, weekends or nights to maybe just learn. Like I feel like, whether side you have time or money, most people are always absorbing like bigger pockets or podcasts such as you know this or listening in just to learn about all the different things that you can do. But usually there's something that you're like, I really want to do this. I really want to do multifamilies or a house hack, or I just want to be passive, or I want to buy my own single family, and it's just start with something small. Maybe it's just putting out an offer and planning on getting rejected, like just just to say that you did it. Like hey, here's a two hundred thousand dollar property. I'm just gonna offer a hundred thousand dollars. They're gonna laugh at me, but my whole goal is to just put an offer out because that is more than just analyzing a 1,000 deals. Was it
0: hard for you to find this area of focus? I mean, I, that's one thing I, I would say I struggle with and a lot of other fo- folks that are getting into the business are like, where should I focus my time? You know, mm. Do I want to look at flipping opportunities, wholesaling opportunities, um, passive investments in a syndication? Do I want to focus on a certain asset class? Like... Multi-family or um, single-family homes, mm-hmm. or um, you know, commercial space, uh, storage units. Um, yeah. How did you narrow down? What was it, it, was that a struggle at all for you? It it sort of
1: it it was, and I don't pretend that one option's better than any, the the general principles that I heard is that usually people start off in a single family home, either leveraging a HELOC out of their existing property that they own themselves to then buy a rental property, or they do a house hack and it's usually the single family or a multi-family house hack. And then people slowly kind of graduate into the multi-families and then eventually when you get really big, it's almost like exclusively people are just doing apartments and multi-families and getting people to buy in to get high ROI and value adds. And so a lot of people that I heard was usually just get something so that you can understand income expenses how appreciation how you do your taxes just so that you can be in the game and you can learn after a couple of years of what to do what not to do
0: but they could learn all of that by investing with you they could yep if I mean, you if gonna, you want to go on the see passive all the financials, side right? mhm yeah so i i think that's a really great option for people who are just getting started mhm um do you have any books uh, that you're reading now or have read in the past that have been a big impact on on your life, or other resources that you would recommend to folks that are, you know, looking to start a business like yours or interested in investing in real estate? Sure, they're creating a, a yeah. life outside of their nine to five. Yeah, it's. Uh, you know, I, I
1: think it, depending on what phase you're in in life. It, there's probably a different book recommendation, so I'll maybe take, like, three. Okay. The, the first one was just reading something that's nonfiction that's on something that's personal development. And it doesn't even have to be real estate. My first book was Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mine, too. Was I it? I that book. Oh, yeah. man. That was just such a powerful— I didn't even realize self-improvement was a genre <laughs> yeah. until I read that. Yeah. Or Self development or personal development, however, coin you want to do it to make yourself feel better. But if you just get started into that, I think it works so much on the inside of framing the rest of your Seven Habits of Highly Effective
0: People. Effective people by yeah. Stephen Covey. Co- yep. Right?
1: And so that was my first one, and then I was hooked, and now I'm onto the audiobooks and keep reading books. You know, there's there's some other ones like uh, Set for Life by Scott Trench. I've heard of that. I haven't read which it is the, the bigger pocket one, which is kind of like the, if you're just graduating college and you're looking at doing something, how to maybe pick a spot to then go from getting out of debt to then living rent-free to then building something that's like a million dollars. And then for the people that really want to get out of it, MJ DeMarco wrote a book called The Millionaire Fast Lane. That book is phenomenal. I've heard of that one. I haven't read that one either. That If you want to build something and that's where I really got this set your rent idea because I and I, and I and you know an initial impetus from that that we end up orchestrating to, to execute but there was the idea of you know he calls it the sidewalk which is people that are in debt the slow lane which is I'm gonna retire in 40 years and then there's the fast lane which is somebody builds something leveraging either other people's monies or time or creating this super valuable asset that gets you out of quote unquote, the rat race in two years. So it's in debt forever, 40 years, two years. And wow. that's how he breaks down the book. And he, and he talks a lot about this. That's why he calls it the fast lane of how you have to create something in the fast lane if you really want something within less than five years. Not like a, and it may sound like a little bit like get rich quick scheme, but he you know, emphasizes how you can build a system that you know so important yeah you know, how you know for us if it's just if we're doing nothing but matchmaking and people are happy and then we can scale that and we can automate it like that it's not a get rich quick you're just you're making this person happy you're making this person happy we're making Valley some property yep. so that was a really good one that would
0: recommend too the millionaire fast lane yep are there any uh podcasts or um other resources uh newsletters, magazines, uh, any subscriptions you have online or? There is a a gentleman that wrote a book called Freelance
1: to Freedom, Vincent Poglisi, and he runs a mastermind group that I'm a part of. Freelance to Freedom. Yep. Which is all just about building time, money, and location freedom. Secondly, I was into bigger pockets. I've jumped away from that a little bit and now, The current one that I was just listening to on my way over here is Real Estate Investing for Professionals. Oh, cool. Which definitely hits the engineers, doctors, and dentists where he's just talking about how to maybe leverage your existing practice or properties to pull money out. Uh, But in general, yeah, it's always, there's a book always in my queue, there's always a podcast I listen to every morning, and then there's always a book on the nightstand
0: that you- I really think that's so important, you know, just to be, put that time aside to continue growing mm-hmm. and put it into your development great uh, well i think that's kind of the that was a really good conversation um how do we find more about set your rent or connect with you adam sure you know, probably the easiest thing is just to go to setyourrent.com
1: or search it. i I don't know how wide stream it is on, on the Google algorithms, but you should be able to do that. Otherwise, if you just send an email to homes at setyourrent.com. Homes at setyourrent.com. Yeah, that's our, probably the easiest way for my direct email connection. And then we do have a Facebook group that you could you know, probably just type in rent that you'll find us on Facebook. I will admit that the social media and marketing aspect of my strengths is not, <laughs> is not anywhere near where where other people's
0: are. Yeah. Some, there's some incredible social media yep. <laughs> influencers out there. I'm not one of them either. Yep. <laughs> uh, but that is another Avenue. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ab. This was great,
1: Jason. Thanks for having me, man. This was fun.
0: Catch you guys later. Take care. Hi there. This is Dustin, producer for the JW Equity Partner Show would you want to live forever? Would you like to have unfallible happiness? Well, good luck with that. But if you're trying to raise money for investment property, or you're just trying to buy or sell commercial real estate, that's more our specialty. So to get started, you can reach out to Jason on his Facebook or LinkedIn pages, or check us out at jwequitypartners.com. Thanks again.